Welcome to The Fix Podcast. On our show, we talk about changes to your daily habits to improve your quality of life, not just for yourself, but your family as well. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Robeck. Let's get started. Sam Wegg, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about water, and you would think that would be a very simple conversation, uh, but there's a lot of that goes into water, and uh, Sam and I are always hydrated and we're going to try to make sure that you uh, develop some great habits and you know why you should be hydrated. So let's get started. Sam, what, why is water so damn important? Um, yeah, well, we'll just start from the backside. 75% of Americans are dehydrated. That's crazy. Yes. That's a lot of us. Yes. And that is a problem. Uh, I, I just was doing some research on this, writing some articles and, um, kind of use the analogy of we're so dehydrated, our skin can't even allow our jaws to hit the floor. <laughs> thinking of that stat, that's crazy because what we're going to get into today, how impactful just being hydrated and having enough water is for your body and all the processes that happen. You'll see how crazy that really is. Yeah. Well, what does water do for us? So water is vital for every single process that occurs in our body because our cells need it. So as simple as that, it is um, needed for all of those cells to function. When we say cells function, every organ in our body is made of cells. So if your heart is not working well, the cells in your heart are not operating well. The cells in your liver, the cells in your kidney, the cells in your pancreas. So all of those cells need water to operate well. One of the first symptoms, and I think this is great to do this kind of the opposite, and then we'll end with the really good stuff. So one of the first symptoms that people feel when they're really dehydrated is fatigue. So from what I just said, if your organs are straining to work and it affects every organ, what are you going to feel like? you as a machine aren't working as well. So that's one of the first things we notice with clients. And one of the biggest things that we see is a return when we get them just drinking water. You know, a a few days of really hydrating well, you're gonna feel like a new human. And if you couple that with some sleep and some of the other habits that we talk about, you're really gonna feel super different. So we're gonna start with some of the scary stuff, but know that these are changeable things. Yeah, and I would say, would you agree that, very rarely do we have somebody coming in and say, I want to work with you guys because I want to optimize my function, but I feel great already. And I don't really have symptoms. I would love that to be the case. We just don't live in that type of uh, society. Uh, I would say that people come in and say, I'm fatigued. My brain doesn't work like it used to. I have brain fog. I can't multitask. I'm irritable. I don't sleep well. And my body just doesn't feel the way I know it should feel. And when that happens, we have to look at what are we doing? And are we hydrating ourselves well enough so our body has a chance to be that person? And most importantly, what are we doing to deplete the water in our body? Yeah, Um, I can't go past that first point because (laughs) I will say that it is our ideal client is really how we help people is people that are committed to changing and optimizing their life. However, due to the messaging that we get in our current society, that isn't the average person. I just said 75% of people are dehydrated. So I bring that up because on this other part that we're talking about with, um, like you said, most people are coming in more symptom driven and what we're dealing with. Well, a lot of that is a really simple solution. Let's drink some water, like (laughs) let's hydrate. And because this ties to every single system, but for whatever reason, as much as our culture is built on, I want it fast and I want it right now. 
we don't like simple solutions. <laughs> it has to be crazy complex. It's like, I need you to boil that water 17 times, take it outside, flash freeze it, dehydrate that, and then inhale the dust. And make sure it's alkaline. People, people yes. <laughs> and only on the West Coast. It's not even going to work East Coast. Like you're going to have to travel if you can't. So people would believe that hyper complex solution, right? that that could solve all those system problems. I'm not here to say that if you have any one of those problems, it's as simple as just that solution. Yep. Our body's a little more complex, but we can go a long way, by just making sure every single cell has its base nutrient, its base like need to stay alive. That's right. Which is water. That's right. And uh, you know, the last thing our client wants to hear is when they walk in the door and they complain about their brain fog, irritability, headaches, chronic headaches, sleepless nights, I'm like just drink more water. That's not going to fly. Uh, so right. but there has to be a creative genius to the process, but we're here to make sure people listening on our show can make action steps after the show's over so they can help heal their body. And that this is a very important topic. Uh, I think that's what's, what's we, I want to get into. Um, this uh, topic that we spoke about, you know, I, water cool. regulates our body temperature, number mm -hmm. one. Um, and so there is there's a science behind water. Uh, and I would like to talk about that so we can un understand the importance from that perspective. Right. So, um, you know, I think we all understand some of the ways that we lose water when we sweat it out, when we're going to the bathroom, it's used uh, through our digestive processes, like our organs absorb it as well. And it helps carry some of the nutrients throughout our body. But what it also does um, on the other, in the inside part, what I'm saying is I think we're aware of how we lose it, but that internal aspect, like Sean said, regulating our body temperature, if those cells have to work really hard on all those different organ systems, it's not going to be as good at pulling the levers that it needs to. By levers, I mean maybe making our muscles twitch or move, like shivering. That's one way to get warm. Mm -hmm. Or to release the right hormones or to burn fuel efficiently. Those cells just aren't able to carry out those tasks. And the more issues we have going on in our body, the further that may get pushed down a priority line. So that's a major thing that maybe go overlooked. You know, if you find yourself like, man, I just, I'm always chilly or I just, I'm never comfortable. You might not have enough fuel in your body from a food perspective. And then your body might not have enough fuel in the fueling my cells to do all the things it needs to do to regulate my temperature. Yep. Um, can I, if I can speak on, you know, a lot of women will complain, I'm always cold, or there's fluctuation in their temperature. And, and oftentimes they're, they're immediately referred to an endocrinologist, uh, always blaming thyroid. Maybe they mm -hmm. go through, um, they have blood work done. They see values that are maybe a, a bit off of what people consider normal. And next thing you know, our medication for life uh, forever, because uh, thyroid is one of those things where you are pretty much consulted on being that on that prescription drug for the, your entire life. And oftentimes this is done before we look at our daily habits to see if there are daily habits that are happening that are not happening that could actually control that. And this is one of those things. Are you hydrated yeah. enough with the right fluids? Are you not doing, are you, are you, or are you drinking enough water based on what the recommendation is, but still then doing things that will um, affect that consumption of water negatively, like alcohol, which will dehydrate you, caffeine, prescription medication, or the things that deplete your resources. 
Uh, and then say, my lab values aren't great. I need to have this toxic medication in my body for the rest of my life. Some people may. However, we have to look at our daily habits to make sure we, we can avoid that. Yeah. And this, um, this is honestly a great transition in these next couple of pieces I want to talk about. And that is a great example. If we say um, maybe a, a woman working at an office job and you're like, man, it's just always cold. It's always cold. Well, everyone is in the same environment, right? So yeah. if you're the only one that feels like, I'm really cold. I think I really start to blame some of these like societal pressures or norms that we have. Because as a woman, maybe you've been told it's like we're expected to look a certain way. Say we, <laughs> women are expected to present and look a certain way. So maybe eating wise, what you've taken in as information is I need to eat less. And you're really cutting back on calories, restricting certain things. So maybe we're not putting in enough to be warm. It's not a problem with your organs kind of functioning or producing it. It's like, we don't have enough firewood for the fire. And in our office, we really specialize at trying to identify things from a bigger perspective that we can solve through a daily habit. And just like you said, when someone comes in and you have multiple conditions and trust us that we understand what it's like to go to multiple providers and get opinions. That's what's driven us to this point in our life. So We understand that when you're bringing this condition or something you've been dealing with and multiple people have told you their solution and then a really simple one, it's like, drink water. Like, I can speak for myself and I think Sean as well, but the further you go in life and the further we dig into things and solving, it's like, it's as hard to accept some of the simple truths, but there's a reason. (laughs) Many moons ago, someone was like, drink water. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't make him explain it. <laughs> you just understood. Yep. But I think this ties into these other parts of not just regulating our body temperature, but it removes waste and toxins. So maybe we don't have the greatest diet, or maybe you take in some alcohol, maybe we have some toxins affect us. But when we have enough water and we're hydrated, our body's resilience level to deal with those things is so much higher. So you have an ability to remove those toxins, not only to allow your organs their best chance, because we have organs built for that, your kidney, your livers, your liver, your kidneys, to filter out those toxins and help us eliminate them. So give those the best chance and fuel them for that. It also allows us to absorb nutrients because we don't have enough water. If our gut and our intestines um, aren't able to take that in, then a lot of the good food can go to waste. Yeah. And maybe you've been frustrated before. And this is a, the biggest thing if we we're to boil it all down that we preach in our office is you have to tie in all the factors of our life. Because our life is not compartmentalized of like, we don't have good flexibility health and poor this type of health, like all the factors spill into this. So you know, brain, just like that water part is needed for everything to work as well. And brain function is really the last big thing that this helps with because that's where most of those cells are. And that's a really important computer to keep running as far as our body's concerned. It is. And when you say, you know, uh, the nervous system function, or let's just say brain function and people, what, what is, if if we can take don't cut that out. This, <laughs> I want to, sh- I want that to share. I want that to express my frustration for this. Um, the reality with brain function, I hear people say, Oh, my blood glucose is low. My brain's not functioning well. I'm like, and 
number one, your brain doesn't want to function on glucose or sugar. Your brain wants to function on body fat. It wants to function on fat so it can actually do its job efficiently. It's, it's that really, it's a perfect fuel for the brain. So if we're, you know, if we're worried about not having enough blood sugar for our brain to work, we're kind of missing the boat here. Uh, but the reality is, is that if you feel like you have brain fog or you're irritable or your brain's not working well, it's not so much go eat a carbohydrate or a snack. You may be dehydrated. So go drink 16 ounces of water and see how you feel at that point. And I think that's really important takeaway for people when they feel like, oh, they need a snack to get their brain working. It's not that they're probably dehydrated. Yes. Um, I think that's a great example, especially if you're feeling fatigue. If you are that person that, you know, you're reaching for that other cup of coffee and man, mm -hmm. my brain, I just can't get it together today. I don't have energy. Like Sean said, go with that 16 ounce of water and see how you feel. Because a lot of times that's an inability of those cells, neurons, everything to fire the way that you want. Not that you don't have the energy for it. That's right. Um, another takeaway, realistically, what the science tells us when it comes to hydration or how much we should intake is half of our body weight in ounces of water. Right. So we recommend that people weigh yourself and figure out that math so you know that number. So if you need to take in 80 ounces of water a day, is that three large water bottles for you? Is that two refills for the water bottle that you like to carry? Figure out what that is for you. Um, when I'm at the office, I do a great job of refilling a water bottle. When I'm not, I do better with like a soda water or a carbonated water. I'm not adding anything to that, but when I do it that way, I just have a better tendency to drink it. So whatever works for you. We're not saying you can only drink plain water. You can add fruit. There's other things that you can add to that. Electrolytes, there's a lot of things that we can do that add zero calories, but can make it more enjoyable for you. Yep. But first do that math so you know what you need. Also be aware of what you're consuming that's depleting your alcohol. I'm going to give you an example. This is actually on video as well. You probably, most, your water. <laughs> most people are probably listening to this, but I'm going to show the camera. I have a cold brew right here because I love the taste of cold brew and I, <laughs> I put nothing in it. It's just black coffee. So I will drink that, but I also have a water right here to replenish how I'm depleting myself by drinking that cap, that, that cold brew. Uh, same thing goes with alcohol. Let's say you go out at night. I think we've all heard this trick. I don't think many people live by this rule, but let's say you go have a drink. Um, you probably should consume 12 to 16 ounces of water after every drink. And I promise you, you will feel much better in the morning because you're hydrated and you're not depleting your, your sources. So when you say drink half your ounces of body water, you must still be conscious of what you're doing to yourself on a daily basis to deplete that source and then replenish appropriately. Yeah, that's kind of like our base minimum. If I'm going to go run a marathon, it's like probably the day to up that a little bit. And there's <laughs> other ways to like rehydrate. If I'm in the sauna, like I might take in, you might have half of your daily requirement in addition. If I'm going to sit in the sauna for 20 minutes, yeah, right? right? And just pour that out of you, which I would definitely recommend. But exactly like you're saying, that's kind of your base minimum recommendation, but adjust that depending on your output. That's right. Um, let's talk about a couple of the symptoms. So maybe people can identify if this is a problem for you. Um, we talked about the skin or fatigue already. Uh, if you're just feeling that general fatigue, like you feel no energy, you're tired, you don't really respond to caffeine like you used to start with water. 
So back to that first takeaway defies the plan. So we're going to default back to that. Get water yourself. <laughs> if you have dry mouth, now it's kind of obvious. Um, usually we solve things that are dry, things that are wet. So water yourself. Yep. If you have a dry mouth, if you consistently get headaches, or maybe this is kind of a new thing for you. Headaches is a pretty broad subject as far as cause, but if uh, maybe all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm developing a lot of headaches, no other variables you can really trace, look at your water consumption. And maybe it's not that you're drinking less water, but maybe as Sean said, your other variables of decrease, like dehydrating you more, have increased. So more caffeine or more of uh, maybe other beverages, or you're doing an activity, maybe it's a great thing, you're just exercising more, but you're not supporting it with more water. So uh, headaches would be one. If you're feeling rapid heartbeat, that goes back to what we said in the beginning of water really making every cell's job easier. When we don't have good blood flow, all of those organs have to work harder. Main organ being your heart. Your heart's now going to pull on more of those other levers, increasing hormones to increase the heart rate in a different way. That's going to tax all of your organs and wear them out faster and sooner and ultimately lead to us burning out sooner. That's right. We dive back into the car example a lot. When fluids in your car are low or depleted, it's an easy thing to not do, but detrimental because that whole engine is dependent on that source being there to just lubricate the process, to allow the process to happen. That's right. So well said. Um, we're going to end this show in about three, four minutes. And what's important, there is a buzzword going on. and. Um, uh, about alkaline water and the benefits of it and our pH in our body and how alkaline water can be beneficial for us, especially for people that have um, maybe consumed more uh, acidic drinks or um, like caffeine or um, lemon, lemon juice or lemon drinks or whatever it may be. Uh, what's your thought on alkaline water? So um, from a basic, uh, we'll try to tie everything together here. When we talk about like regulating our body temperature, um, you know, we're in an environment. It's super important basically for health. Our internal environment needs to be correct. And how we judge that internal environment is all the factors play into this. What's our acidity inside of our body? So from a zero to 14 scale, we can look at our pH. Seven is right in the middle. That's neutral. Right. And that is water. So if you are consuming things that are more in the zero to seven range, that could be like that lemon water, caffeine. That's good, or soda, which please don't anyways. But um, if you're correcting those habits, add in something that's a little further than seven. So we can take in water that's like eight or nine. That's more alkaline. So that's going to help correct you and get your body chemistry back to that neutral seven. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy on which brands are this or that. But we're here to speak on the, if you had a great one and we can push to that way. Yes, we want to have and more that alkaline body chemistry because that is supporting the environment of all the organs working as well as giving them what they need to work. Got it. Um, so what I'm hearing is if you're going to buy a bottle of water at the store, look for alkaline water. Now, are there other, maybe what we can talk I'm not sure if we have resources um, uh, for home water units that can provide that alkaline source. Yeah, sure. Um, Sean and I both are proponents of the Berkey um, water filters. 
Because you can, um, I, I would can't quote the ad exactly, but you can basically filter out anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you don't have a great water source, um, it's as simple as just filling up a jug or a large water um, container, filling this Berkey water filter, letting it do its process for about two hours. And now you have water that's clean, pure. Um, that is the first like baseline to start. Don't worry about mine alkaline water if we don't even have just normal, your consistent daily intake is clean water. That's right. So start there for everybody because there are so many additives. And I know you look at something, it's clear. You're like, must be clean. <laughs> um, or at least that's what I thought when I was a little kid and I drank from a river once. Got incredibly <laughs> sick. So <laughs> there can be a lot of things in your water <laughs> without... Um, it being very obvious. And that comes down to a lot of little minerals and things that can really throw off our internal chemistry and ultimately affect how our organs work. I uh, love having you on the show, Sam. Always fun. Thank you so much. Uh, this was, I, I think we got a lot out that can help people um, with their daily habits. So once again, yes. thank you for your information and you have yourself a great rest of your day. You as well. Uh, pleasure to share everyone uh, water yourself and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Take care. See ya.